can officially begin. Here, this is the neutral zone. Me and Paul here will be talking about everything from the Sharks, his Vegas Golden Knights, and now everything in the Pacific. And there's a little bit of news today. But first, Paul, we're rolling. Introduce yourself to the Hockey News Twitter world. I'm Paul De Los Santos. I'm the Vegas Golden Knights site reporter and editor. So, you know, I've been covering this team for the past two seasons. And last season was a long one, I will say. But, you know, sometimes that long season is worth it when you get to cover a fun team like the when they're winning. I mean, it's always fun covering winners. Even though I like covering losers because they tend to be more feisty. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it was a fun season last season. I'm sure it was. Uh, you know, you just walked away champions, no big. One thing that we talked about and that we, you know, away from, from this podcast is we, we've talked about how excited we are to see what it's going to be like on Tuesday in Vegas with the show that they're going to put on for the banner raising. Oh, yeah, it's going to be crazy. I mean, I expect a lot of flair a lot of interesting things that they're going to do i mean I don't, I don't know what to expect i mean this is going to be intense they have the gold carpet out for the players they have uh, lots of stuff starting at 1 30 tomorrow so it's going to be interesting to see basically how the players respond to the extra stuff that's happening because there's a lot of extra curriculars that are going on and we'll see what happens that's, you know, they got the gold carpet out, and uh, I love that they do that in Vegas, the gold carpet instead of the red carpet. I think that's just so cool. Uh, you know, it's their own little special. It's Vegas. Got to be a show, right? And I think that's so awesome. Um, now, on the other hand, my team that I cover, the San Jose Sharks, uh, short season, if you will, long season if you're talking about the record, but a short season for the Sharks, and not much is expected from them this season, uh, but, you know, it, it's going to be an interesting season for them, obviously with the addition of the Eric Carlson trade, uh, they bring in Mike Hoffman, Mikhail Grandland, um, a, a, as well as uh, uh, Jan Ruda was brought in. And there's a whole bunch uh, of moves. The Sharks made Anthony Duclair uh, as, as if I apologize, if I sound distant, we're, we're waiting for his Elliot Friedman. And it looks like Frank Sarah Valley are, are releasing waivers slowly. So we're getting those details. There was a trade into the Pacific division that we'll get into no moves for the Vegas golden Knights, the Sharks just yet, but, Sam Lafferty was traded to Vancouver here on October 8th when we were filming this for a fifth round pick in 2024 from Vancouver to Pittsburgh. But look, let's let's talk about what the expectations are for our two teams, and then we can go into some of the Pacific. I kind of touched on the Sharks there, Paul. For the Vegas Golden Knights, I know they're going to be challenging for a cup again, but are they true cup contenders here? I think they are. I think they're true cup contenders, but, you know, that difficulty of playing that long season, then the short off season plays into a factor so if they can kind of stay healthy that's the big question mark and that's the big thing about this team that's the big thing about this team is that if they can stay healthy with mark stone specifically they're cup contenders with that with that whole with that whole team because when healthy this team plays so well five on five they play so well on the ice as a team they're very good chemistry wise problem is the power play and special teams but that's something that they'll work on in the uh, regular season but for the most part they are true cup contenders you know i think the biggest thing that that i think you know i, I would argue that the most valuable player every year should be a goaltender because without a goaltender you know they can't you, you can't win obviously that's not how it's going to work uh i won't vote like that as a member of the p uh, as, a, as a voting member of the professional hockey writers association look you know but if you look at the term most valuable player goaltending is there Obviously, the Sharks and Golden Knights have some history in goal with Aiden Hill getting traded there before last season. And then now he's carried them to a cup and a big contract. What's the goalie situation going to be like in Vegas? It's going to be 1A, 1B, 60-40 split probably with Aiden Hill taking most of the reps and then Logan Thompson coming in. 
there's a chance that Logan Thompson could work into that 1A spot, but I don't think so. I think they pay Aiden Hill a little too much to really not give him a chance to be the guy first. I think that's the big thing we got to look at here is that they paid him $4 million, $5 million to basically be that guy who is the main goalie. And I think that's going to be the big issue here is that Aiden Hill hasn't played more than 26 games in a season. Logan Thompson, as we saw last year, got hurt and never came back after the Calgary game. So it's a question mark if these guys can play the 82 games as a tandem. <laughs> so that's the, that's, the, that's the crazy thing. That is the big crazy thing, right? I think uh, I've mentioned it. Let me look it up here. Aiden Hill, I don't believe he's uh, played more than 28 games in a season mm -hmm. in his entire career. Uh, and, and that's for any team. That goes for Arizona, Golden Knights, the Sharks. As I pull his uh, his stat card up here. Yeah, the most games he's played in a season was 27 with the Golden Knights last season. And he only started 25 of those. So he's never started more than 25 games in a single season. You know, he's never faced over a thousand shots. He just faced over 700 shots for the first time last season. He's never touched 1,500 technical minutes on the ice. He's only played 101 NHL games. He's still a young goaltender. Speaking of young goaltenders, you mentioned Logan Thompson. He was an all-star last season for the Golden Knights. You know, it, it's interesting, but I agree with you. You know, they paid Aiden Hill to be the guy. And look, if he's going to be the guy, then he needs to be the guy. And I think a 60-40 split could help both of them you know, stay healthier, but who knows, you know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, what, what, you know, with what goes on with, with that crease uh, and, and, and if the Golden Knights can stay healthy as a whole, just, you know, not in goal, Mark Stone, you mentioned and everything like that. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. Um, you know, a couple of interesting players out on waivers in the Pacific division and uh, Jared Anderson, Dolan, uh, Zach Bogosian, is on waivers as well. There's some some interesting players getting put on waivers right now. And then uh, former Sharks goaltender Martin Jones was put on waivers by Toronto. Joseph Wall has won that goaltending duty to be the backup to Ilya Samsonov. Uh, Georgi Denisenko was put on waivers for the Golden Knights. Uh, that is an interesting move. Uh, you know, the that's that's a good transition here. Is is you know, Denisenko was claimed by the Vegas Golden Knights yesterday. You know, you said you talked about it a little bit beforehand about how, you know, they've got a lot of pieces depth forwards. Max Comtois looks like he should be getting a contract. Does that kind of make sense with this Denisenko wave? I think that might be the play. I mean, I think they wanted to put Denisenko down in the AHL anyway. I think they want they want to be a little more competitive in the AHL. I think given that they finished dead last. So I think, you know, getting a more experienced player in there can mentor the younger guys. I think that's the big thing for the AHL players because they have a lot of depth. At forward, they just don't have a lot of like pipeline forwards. That's what I should say. Yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a deep squad. Um, you know, forward wise, I think defensive depth is their real key. I think you know the depth that Vegas has at, at defense is insane. Nick Hag, Zach Whitecloud, obviously a bit of an injury news up there, but that on almost any team is a second slash borderline number two. Like it's a two, three defenseman pair, Alec Martinez with Alex Petrangelo, Shea Theodore is in there as well. I mean, they've they're just stacked defensively. Oh yeah. They're stacked defensively. Even then you go down to the AHL team, you got Kaden Korzak, you got Braden Pahal, you got Dyson Mayo who played for, played for um, Arizona for a few games. Then you have Daniel Maramanoff who's hurt right now, but he'll come back. So there go about 12 deep in the in the pool for defensemen. So it's crazy. 
yeah, they're, they're deep in the pool of defensemen. Obviously, you know, injuries are going to happen. You know, they had a long playoff series, big changes. No more Riley Smith. The misfits are officially broken up. William Carlson and seen a little bit of injury news. Uh, you know, is, is he going to be ready for the opener on Tuesday? Bruce Cassidy said he will be ready for the opener today. Um, you know, because we're releasing this on Tuesday, so it makes sense. But he yep. is ready to go. He should be ready to go. Alex Martinez actually is the one that's questionable. Because okay, he's, what's he's his injury? Out, he sat out a couple practices and sat out the last two preseason games with an injury. And then if that's the case, you move up. Then you'll play Ben Hutton and Braden Fajal as a third pair. And then you move up Nick Haig to the first first pair. Nick Haig can easily step into that role. I think that's a perfect opportunity for him to kind of be like, hey, remember me? Like, I'm playing lower in the lineup. But he could definitely play higher in the lineup. From the Sharks, their injury news, Logan Couture is the one that's questionable. We'll find out more this week. Uh, at this moment, Couture has only been on the ice once. They're on a team bonding trip this weekend as we record this. We'll find out more on Monday, possibly Tuesday when this comes out. Keep an eye on my Twitter for updates on Logan Couture. But there's some interesting news coming out over the weekend uh, as Frank Saravalli tweeted out that Couture could be a prime candidate to be traded. Very similar to the Eric Carlson situation. He's got an $8 million cap hit. Doesn't have a full no-move no cost. He's got a, a modified no-trade list. He can end, he can uh, give a three-team trade list. So it's a li- slightly easier to trade him, especially with a lower cap hit as well. But, you know, I think if Mike Greer is going to move him, and he's had discussions about possibly moving him and maybe Tomas Schroeder if they came to him and asked. Now, both players are happy, but it could be interesting to see. From the Sharks, defensively, that's where they're going to struggle. I mean, you look at the hockey news, and we rank them as is kind of one of the worst five, the worst of the five worst dreadful teams, uh, team defenses in the league. Look, I think they've got a lot of interesting prospects in Henry Thrun, who I think will be in the NHL. Shakir Mukamadoulin had three points over the first two preseason games for the San Jose Barracuda this weekend, or last weekend, I apologize. And and look, they've got some prospects coming in. They just signed Quentin Musty. He just got sent back to juniors. Look, the Sharks defensively this year, Kyle Burrows, Matt Benning, Mario Ferraro, Jan Ruda, Vlasic, it's going to be a struggle. And, you know, the Sharks are going to be a competitive team. But for a team like Vegas on Thursday, like, they should blow them out of the water. You know, San Jose always plays Vegas tough. I will say that. That's kind of the weird weird thing about Vegas and San Jose games. I mean, they always are closer than they should be, I think, and given the stature of the team. But it's early in the season, so San Jose could steal a win. But am I seeing that? Probably not. But, I mean, they could steal a win, like, because how early it is the season. I think Vegas has a lot of timing issues. As I think they need to clean up their puck management. I think that's the big thing that I think they need to clean up. And then one heading into Thursday against San Jose. So if they can clean that up. Um, but basically because it's early season, there's always that little weird adjustment period for both teams as they break out and try and gel. So last season, Golden Knights gelled really quickly. They went 13-2 and to start. So we'll see how they do this year. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. The Sharks did not show well early to start the season. Uh, and it's going to be a struggle. Obviously, they started off 0-5. Their first win last year under David Quinn came in Madison Square Garden. Overtime winner scored by Eric Carlson. But just looking at their schedule to start this season, it's it's just murderer's row for them. They start off Thursday against the Golden Knights. Then they play against the Colorado Avalanche. Then you get two days off. Then you host the Carolina Hurricanes. And then you host the Boston Bruins. And then you go to Nashville and then, oh, wait, what's next? Then you go Florida, in Florida, in Tampa, in Carolina, in Washington. It's just a murderer's <laughs> row to start the season for the Sharks. Look at that, oh, potentially 0-10 to start the year. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look, I don't want to be covering an 0-10 team here. Come on, boys, don't <laughs> let me down. The Sharks are, you know, not projected to do much this season. 
Uh, but look, it's going to be an interesting season. You always talk about how the Sharks play teams tough. And I think that's the biggest thing that David Quinn is going to do to get out of this, you know, funk for the Sharks. I think the biggest thing is creating an environment, a winning environment, a good culture. And that's something that they did last season. You know, Eric Carlson talked about at the award show, how often that he enjoyed coming to the rink, despite the losing record, multiple players have come out and said that, you know, talk to players, Cal Burroughs has said something like that. Henry Thrawn, who this is his first experience at an NHL training camp has enjoyed every second of it. It's been a hard, it's been a big training camp but as it's getting cut down the internal competition there's been games on the ice Mario Ferraro I don't think I've seen that guy not have fun on the ice at all during any practice or game he's he's just a guy that you love to have in the room he brings Obviously, the boombox too he's in charge of the music uh he's one of the guys in charge of music at least in the practice rink we're not sure who is I know Marco Rivasic has gotten the iPad in the in the Sharks locker room a couple times but he is seated right next to Ferraro so maybe they've got a little combo going this season who knows yeah, probably uh, you, the other thing is, Farrell doesn't stop talking. It's hilarious. If you were around him when you, uh, you, I believe you talked to him, right? Yeah, I did at the player's tour. He was, he, he never stops talking. He loves talking about his teammates. Yeah, he's a great guy. Uh, Johnny Lazarus, our, our co-worker, he covers the New York Rangers for the Hockey News. He was a teammate of his at UMass. Uh, so lots of fun stories that I'm going to hopefully gain but I probably can't tell them over the air, but it should be fun getting to know Mario and the rest of the guys. But, you know, getting back to my original point here, Paul, like the Sharks are going to be competitive this season, I feel like, but I don't think they're going to win a lot of games. I think they're going to be in a lot of games. They've got a depth forward opportunity, right? To Blair Hoffman, I talked about those guys, not to mention Willie Mecklin is set for a full season in the NHL. Thomas Bordalo is looking like he's going to start in the NHL, at least. Sharks, I think, can hang with teams with just what you said. You know, they're going to play hard. They're going to do their best to limit turnovers. I don't know if they will or not. And Capo Kaka and Mackenzie Blackwood, they both have shown potential to be really good. But I, I don't know. The Sharks, like, Paul, what do you think? Like, the Sharks, I don't know how – what's their key to success? The key to success is just can they play fast? I mean, that's the one thing. Can they catch teams on breakouts and on that on the on the rush? I think that's the, that's the ultimate neutralizer is the, how well you play on the rush. Yeah, because you play on the rush. Yeah, go ahead. You don't want you don't want to be stuck in ozone and D zone time. You want to get on the rush and kind of take advantage of teams when they're out of position. If they can force turnovers with just good forecheck play, I think you know they'll be better than a lot of people think. But it's tough. It's tough right now for Saturday because they have a lot of young players and a lot of and a lot of question marks on the back end. I mean, if it's just it's tough over there. I mean, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you have fun with this team. I mean, they're gonna be down a lot. Yeah, you know, last year we talked about it, you know, bringing in a, a good environment of just enjoying coming to the rink, working hard. And that's why I think David Quinn is still the right man uh, of uh, for for the job. Like he, you know, I think he got a little bit of a bad reputation when he's with the Rangers with Kako and Lafreniere. I think he was tossed into a situation where the team was rushing the rebuild a little bit, and they still are, in my opinion, but that's for another podcast. Look, I think the Sharks, I, I think they're a bottom three team this season. But, you know, they're going to play hard. They're going to play fast, and 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 they're going to give everything. Like David Quinn gets the most out of his team. And that's something that Mike Greer, now in his second, you know, offseason, really his first full, full offseason where he's able to scout, have an entire year to prep, look at specific players during their draft year like Musty and Will Smith and things like that. It, it's an interesting one to see what the Sharks can do. I mean, the internal competition's there. Players were getting waived. You know, Ryan Carpenter, Jacob Peterson, and Oscar Lindblom were waived on Saturday. Or sorry, on Friday they were waived on Friday. Yeah, Friday. I had to think. There's lots of moves. It's the it's right before the regular season when we're filming this, and it's it's 
this is the roster cutdowns are happening a lot to follow mm-hmm. it, it's definitely an interesting one obviously but look i don't know we talk you know we look at how many moves are being made vegas made their move in jack eichel that worked Oh, that worked. Though. That worked, but I think the bigger move that worked was Ivan Barbashev. I think that was the bigger move. I mean, a little, little more under the radar, not as big of a deal as Jack Eichel, but because if you remember, they didn't make the playoffs the first season with Jack Eichel because he was hurt mostly. But the Barbashev deal really took this team from a solid team to a team above them because they filled that gap on that first line that they were really struggling with. Yeah, he's just been a solid ad. He looks strong. And the thoughts on the con, you know, I believe it's what's his card? Is it four and a half, five million? Five. I forget. Five million. I knew it was in that area, but look, he's going to play uh, around, you know, that, those top six. He's going to play with Eichel. He's a responsible forward. I think Barbashev, you know, for what he got paid, I think is, you know, I don't even say he's betting himself. He's happy with what he got. He's doing great things, and and Vegas is set to go. Obviously, Riley Smith is gone. Now there's what I believe three that remain uh, in in Carlson, Marcheseau, and Theodore, and Am McNabb and Perrier. Five. McNabb and Carrier, yes. I like William Carrier. Obviously, he had a career season last year. Should be an interesting season for the Golden Knights. Let's let's back up here now, Paul. Let's talk a little bit about Pacific. You're doing a series right now where you're talking about who's the biggest threat to the Golden Knights repeating as champion slash winning the, the division. And your biggest threat was the Edmonton Oilers. And obviously, they got McDavid and Dreisaitl, but there's more to the Oilers, yeah? I think there's more to the Oilers. I mean, if Ryan Nugent Hopkins can repeat his year, where, I mean, the quietest 100-point year you'll ever have, I think, <clears throat> which is the craziest thing is that they were a 100-point player, and we didn't even, like, talk about him that much because he was so – he was stuck behind Dry Saddle and McDavid. So the fact that they can get that going, I mean, just like all – most teams in the Pacific, they have question marks at goaltender outside of Vancouver and Anaheim. I mean, they're just going to be angry. And I think that's the thing. They're going to play with that chip on their shoulder and – that's always scary when Connor McDavid has a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, and after scoring 153 points and having a chip on your shoulder, that's dangerous. Yeah, to say the least. Oh yeah, I mean, and Leon Drysaddles, he's probably not too happy with Alex Petrangelo. So he's yeah. like the rivalry between Santos, uh, not Santos, uh, Edmonton and Vegas is going to be solidified this season with how intense those games are going to be. Look, there was 11 players that scored 100 points last season. Five of them were in the Pacific Division. McDavid, Dreisaitl, uh, Eric Carlson, Elias Pettersson, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who had 104, he had 37 goals, 67 assists, plus 12. Look, biggest thing for Edmonton, I agree with you, is, is goaltending, right? Is it Jack Campbell? Is it Stuart Skinner? I think they overworked Stuart Skinner. They didn't give Jack Campbell enough run. I think Jack Campbell will be better this season. It's going to be an interesting, interesting season. Look, who was the next biggest threat? L.A. probably. I mean, I just watched L.A. on October 7th, and they look dangerous. They play 1-3-1, which is always tough to crack. And then their forward depth is really good. They added Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yeah, I love that. Love that ad from them. That's a good ad, but they're just so deep at forward. But they gave up some score to get Dubois, but they're they're still deep. You still got Kopitar. You still got Fiala. You still got those big names. And then the back end is still strong, and it's just a good team. It's just a solid team. But once again, goaltending is the question mark. <laughs> that seems to be the question mark with a lot of people in the Pacific Division, even for the Sharks, right? I mentioned it, Capo Kakin and Mackenzie Blackwood. Who's the starter there? Is it Phoenix Copley? Is it Cam Talbot? David Riddick was brought in. He's still not on waivers yet. I think it's going to be interesting. Buffalo has decided to run with three goalies. Let's see what happens in LA. And I think there, in terms of the closest, in terms of 
cup contention other than Tampa have the biggest question marks at goalie. Like Corpus Allo moved on. He went to Ottawa. Cool. Cam Talbot has been good. Hasn't been able to stay fully healthy and hasn't really brought his team to a deep cup run other than make it to the second round with the Oilers where they lost in uh, uh where they were ahead in the series and lost to Anaheim. It, it's, it's very interesting to see what's going to happen there. Look, Seattle, I think, is going to be an interesting team. Let's talk about them. Shane Wright moved to the minor leagues. I think that'll be good for his development. They're going to slow play it. They've got a team that's coming up here. Look, it's another year of Matty Beniers. I think they could be a threat to be, you know, sneaky good. I mean, they beat Colorado in the first round of the playoffs. And, you know, Philip Grubauer and goal will see if he can continue his ascension back to how he was in Colorado. There's a lot of good teams. Vancouver, look, with that, your Demko and goal, who knows what happens. Daryl's gone in Calgary. What about there? Like, there's all these things, Paul, that I'm just like, wait, what if, what if? I think the Pacific Division is going to be one of the most competitive divisions aside from two teams, and that's the Sharks and the Ducks. Yeah, I mean, I didn't call it competitive, but I called it crowded. I think that's the word I used, is that it's a crowded division. In terms of a lot of teams are close to each other from one through six. I mean, four through four through six is close, and then one, two, three, obviously, is close as well. So it's crowded because the it's clear that I don't think Seattle's going to compete for the division title right now. I think they're still developing. Calgary is in a rebuild slash not rebuild. They're kind of in they're, awkward they're weird. Phase. That middle ground that I, I call awkward. So they're going to be competing for a playoff spot. Seattle and then Vancouver's rebuilding, and they're looking to make the playoffs. And then you have the top three teams fighting for the top of the division. So yeah. It's it's a crowded division in terms of the playoff spots. I mean, the Central will also produce a wild card team probably, and it's going to be one spot and the top three. Yeah, look, it's going to be the one spot and the top three. Then there's the wild card. The Central division doesn't look as strong. Uh, I think we're going to see. I think we're going to get. I, I almost can guarantee four teams from the Pacific are going to make the playoffs. Right? You've got Edmonton, LA, Vegas, and I think Seattle's in as well. What happens with Calgary and Vancouver? Who knows? And I don't believe I'm missing anybody. Arizona's in the central. And then you've got, you know, the three guarantees in the central pretty much as always Colorado, Dallas, and it's most likely Minnesota. You look at the rest of that division, Winnipeg. I mean, what happens with Hellebuck and, and Shifley? And then there's Arizona. What do they, are they good enough? Right. You look at all these teams in the central Chicago's rebuilding. Yes. They have Bedard. Um, it, it just is a weird division. I think the Pacific division and the metropolitan division, I think are the two most, like you said, crowded divisions in hockey. Oh yeah, Look, definitely. Paul, let's, yeah, let's let's reel it back in here. Look, let's talk about what the keys to success are for you know just how to win a Stanley Cup, how to get through. And obviously, the you, you saw it firsthand last year with the Golden Knights. Other than Barbashev and Eichel, you know, turning up, what was the team right? Marchessault didn't score at all in the first round. At least it felt like I don't think he did. I don't think he scored a single goal. Like what what does a team need to do? Like we'll talk about the Sharks for a second in terms of their rebuild. How are they going to get back to to cup contention? They need. A couple two-way players, that's the big one, two-way wings. They need physical center. They need something physical on each line, and they need solid centermen. You know, just it, that's, that's Bruce Cassidy's MO. Physical left winger, playmaking play right wing, centermen who can play two ways. That's exactly what Bruce Cassidy has really tried to instill in this team. Yeah, and you look at the, the, the top two centermen on that team, Jack Eichel and William Carlson, like, William Carlson, that while wow, Bill scored 40 goals his first season in Vegas, I don't think he repeats that. I don't think that's the type of player he is. I think he's a 25 to 30 goal scorer, but he's going to play a perfect, a perfect two-way hockey game. Look, the Sharks have two major centermen, Kutcher and Hurdle, who are now over the age of 30. With some long-term contracts, and the Sharks are going full rebuild, I think you got to 
be interested in entertaining some trade ideas with them. Both, you know, Hurdle's got a full no move clause. Couture, as I mentioned before, is a three team trade list. It's going to be interesting. Look, Couture getting traded. He just had his first kid. He's coming off injury, but he, he should be back fairly early on. I don't expect him to miss more than two games at most. I think he's going to be out on Thursday uh, uh, against the, the Golden Knights that come to town here. But it, it, look, the Sharks got those two centermen. Duclair is a fast speedy, but I think, you know, he's a UFA. They brought in Phillips Zadina, which I think is a terrific addition. I would love to see him be re-signed if he produces. He's had a good training camp. Uh, you know, they're, they're, it's going to be an interesting an interesting season. Look, Paul, we got a chance here to, to kind of plug our stuff, talk about who we are as people. And I think we, we the people deserve to know who we are. Yeah, definitely. I'm basically I've been covering hockey for the past two years. I mean, I'm a sports writer before that. And on the site today, we actually, on October 8th, we have this story about Chandler Stevenson, who is actually the second line center. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Steve. Look, he, even then, they're so deep. I forgot about Chandler and he plays with Mark Stone. He's mm-hmm. been a tremendous ad from the Washington Capitals. Oh, definitely. And he's in a contract year, and we talked about it a little bit. And so I have a story on that on the website. Got a couple of previews coming up and a lot of stuff coming in over the next two days because it's the, we got to get in gear. We got to. Gotta get ready for the season's here, baby. Yeah, season's here. So I'm I'm ramping up and I'm gonna overload on the previews and everything else. I gotta get them all done before Tuesday night when a banner's raised. When a banner's raised. Oh, I cannot tell you, Paul, how excited I am to see what happens. Like like I can't even fathom what they're gonna do. Like, we know there's gonna bring out the gold card. Like Vegas puts on a show. I caught a game there on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, uh last last year they beat the Ducks 7-2. Who knows what's gonna happen? Oh yeah, that's that's the that's the fun part about Vegas. They who knows it's just a banner going down, but we'll see what what show they put on before it goes down. Well, the banner's going up, that's for sure. Look, the Sharks they're not putting up any banners this year. Um, I hate to break it to you, Sharks fans, but look, I think Sharks fans are in a good headspace. I think they know what's going on. I think you know the fan base here. They trust my career. A lot of stuff coming out. You you should see a lot of game previews, a lot of feature articles from me about players this season. And then obviously, as we get closer to the trade deadline, which is March 8th this year, um, it is going to be something that is very interesting. Look, you can catch both of our stuff. It's THN.com slash Vegas for Paul, THN.com slash San Jose for Max. You know, I've covered the Sharks last season with San Jose Hockey now under Shang Pang. Now moved on to bigger and better things. I'll be at every home game. I'm doing a little bit of travel this season. Obviously, right here on my Twitter, at real underscore Max underscore Miller, at Paul Delos underscore. And look, that's where you can find all this information, great coverage, and obviously the rest of the team sites over at the Hockey News. Don't forget to subscribe to the magazine. You get your first issue free. Some great stuff, you know, fantasy, uh, fantasy, you know, if you want to get that, you can get it virtually. You can get that fancy. Like I got a fantasy draft. Uh, yeah, I had a fantasy draft yesterday from when where this is getting released. I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's a 14 team league. I've used that fantasy checklist to, to, to see what I want to use and see what I'm going to get. Paul, I know you, you love reading the hockey news and some great stuff, but they've given us this great opportunity, this platform to display our creativity and the neutral zone is just the start of that. Oh yeah. It's just the start of things. And we're going to cover a lot of, a lot of stuff here with the Pacific division. Cause it is, like I said, a crowded division. It's a crowded division. Obviously, we're getting all we're going to have guests come in throughout the year. Paul, I think we'll, we'll work on getting more stories. Keep an eye out for all of our stories about talking about the division, three keys to success and things like that. Look, Paul, I'll give you a chance to plug yourself. Give us some closing thoughts as we end up here with uh, just under two minutes to go here. It's our, our mini two minute drill here on this one recording football Sunday. Well, two minute drill. So I'll just make it quick. I'm Paul Delos, Paul Delos Santos, Paul Delos underscore. Um, basically, the site is growing i think that's the best part i mean we're slowly getting 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 more views and everything else i'm doing video roughly every day 
So if you want to catch some video from my site, um, just check out THN.com slash Vegas. And yeah, I'm looking forward to the season. Yep, should be a fun one. THN.com slash San Jose for me at real max at real underscore max underscore Miller. I can't even say my own X formerly Twitter name. Look, it's going to be a phone, Paul. I'm excited. This is a first one. I'm happy the fans could hear me this week. If you guys <laughs> caught yesterday's when we're filming this podcast, but it's coming out on Tuesday. Paul, where can everybody find the podcast? You can find the podcast on all the platforms that you get your normal podcast from, whether that's Spotify, Apple Music, Apple, uh, Google Play Store. But yeah, anywhere you get your podcast from. Should be a fun one, Paul. I'm looking forward to it. You and I are going to get going. We're going to get more conversational. This was a good introduction episode, I feel, for us. But look, for everybody out there, for Paul De Los Santos, I'm Max Miller. For all the news, for every team, for all 32 teams, from betting, gambling, whatever you want to find, gaming at NHL 24. Look, you can find all of that on the Hockey News team sites. I'm Max Miller for Paul De Los Santos. This has been the Nitro Zone Podcast, and we're ready for a full season of hockey.